This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. So as for today's topic, you know, we're starting to see rescheduled tours. We're starting to see a lot of concert announcements, you know, limited capacity concerts, a gradual kind of opening of these live events. And as we start this you know, kind of slow return to life as we know it. It's a good time to talk about staying safe at concerts and in crowds. I have a return guest to Wellness Wednesday. Dr. Beth Thielen is a faculty member in the Division of Pediatric Infectious Diseases and Immunology at the University of Minnesota Medical School and an infectious disease physician with M Health Fairview. Dr. Beth Thielen, how are you? I'm doing great and very excited for all this this news of returning to to activities. I know. You know, the last time we talked, it was before Halloween, and we were talking about how to stay safe and, uh, you know, do safe trick-or-treating and all those traditional Halloween activities. So I'm really glad to have you back because we've been talking so much about vaccination and, you know, how many Minnesotans have been have been vaccinated for COVID-19. I guess, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, is it safe to start attending these in-person events, whether they be outdoor or indoor? Yeah, I think that's a really important question. And I think the, the good news is that the CDC has recently released some some guidance on this, which is kind of a, a pictograph form, a picture form to help people kind of think through their risks. And I think really important to consider, you know, it's, it looks different if you're fully vaccinated versus if you're not vaccinated. So I think it's that's the first thing to pay attention to is, is really being vaccinated makes a big difference in terms of what we think your safety is to attend these events. And then the second point, I think, hearkening back to what we talked about in October is really we still are thinking about what the risk is of the events that we're doing and, and using different recommendations depending on what the risk is. So, you know, the, the advice hasn't changed that outdoor events are still uh, safer than indoor events. And I think the CDC guidance really reflects that. So there's still more discussion of masking plus vaccination in order to really increase the safety of those indoor events where people are closer together. Likewise, um, outdoor events in a small, you know, a backyard uh, barbecue sort of situation is still safer than an outdoor concert where we knew from earlier in the pandemic, even though outdoor events are generally safer, we did see some transmissions happening in crowded outdoor concerts. Mm. And so the guidance really reflects that in that for those small, you know, family gatherings or, you know, a few friends, um, the the CDC has has said now that if you're vaccinated, everybody's vaccinated, it's fine to go without masks, whereas they do still recommend masking even for vaccinated individuals in these sort of more crowded events like concerts. Um, and you can think about it like seat, the way we think about seatbelts. So a seatbelt provides a lot of protection if you're in a car crash, mm-hmm. but a seatbelt is much more effective at protecting you if you're, you're uh, in a city street and you're going at 30 miles an hour versus if you're going 100 miles an hour down a freeway. It's just, you know, the risk is, is higher in, in the second category. And so even a seatbelt, though it's protective, may not fully protect you. And that's where the kind of the recommendations come in to say you should still be wearing a mask if you're in these sort of more crowded environments, even yeah. if you are vaccinated. Yeah, I like that comparison. I can really wrap my head around it. You know, it, it helps to put that seatbelt on in the first place. And, you know, I guess that could be made the comparison to, to getting vaccinated. Exactly. I think it's it's very similar. I think it, it sort of helps people kind of conceptualize something that you know in your daily life, how it works. It kind of helps, I think, put people's heads around understanding that a little bit more. I'm talking with Dr. Beth Thielen. We're talking about returning to crowds, whether they be big or small, for this summer and this fall, especially in the concert industry. And so, you know, you mentioned masking, and I think that's been a big question with folks who have been vaccinated. I mean, you know, fully vaccinated, two weeks out from that second dose, That question is, you know, 
do I still have to wear the mask? And it sounds like the guidance so far is, yeah, that's kind of the maybe the, the safest way to be right now. Yeah, and I think there's sort of situations where we've kind of got the guidance now that it's okay not to mask. So Mm -hmm. if you're in a group, you know, a small group, and everybody's been vaccinated indoors, that is one of the more safe uh, environments to be in. But many of these larger, riskier gatherings, we're still masking. And I think some of that concern comes from what we're seeing globally. So um, many of your you know, listeners will be have heard about the situation going on in India, yes. and, which is really quite concerning, the level of cases that they're having and how many variants they're having. So we are starting to see some of those same variants that are emerging in India coming up in the United States, which is totally expected given the amount of travel that we have. Um, and so I think that raises concerns, particularly, you know, our population is still under 50% vaccinated, that there's still a lot of vulnerable people out there and the potential for these variants to take off, particularly in little pockets of lower immunization rates. And so I think that's too where some of the concern and we want people to feel hopeful and optimistic. And I don't want to uh, squash everyone's excitement right. about these events because I think it's I'm excited too. It's been a long slog over a year of being isolated. And I think this is a much needed kind of emotional, social, emotional benefit to people. But I just want to make sure people are still being cautious and keeping in mind we're not entirely through it yet. And there's still uh, some curveballs that might turn up for people. Yeah. And so, I mean, the curveballs being the variants, I mean, is that kind of top of mind when it comes to um, the large events of just having that in, in our minds that the, the variants can be popping up? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've seen now in, in Minnesota that um, the B117 variant, so that was the, one of the earlier ones that was first described coming out of um, the United Kingdom. So that has really uh, become the dominant strain here in Minnesota. So probably two thirds or so of our cases are now that, that variant. And so, and, and we know from the literature in other places and even places like Michigan tends to spread at a higher rate um, and, and potentially cause more disease in younger folks. So, you know, I'm an ad- both an adult and a pediatric infectious disease physician at the University of Minnesota. And I can tell you that we are seeing clinically here and around the state, we are seeing um, more cases of severe disease in, in young adults. And so I think that's one misconception that I hear quite frequently is that, oh, I'm you know in my 20s or 30s, and so I'm not at risk for severe disease. And I think it's really important we get that information out to people that we are starting to see more significant disease in young adults and even teenagers. Um, and so I think still being um, mindful of these proven uh, infection prevention uh, measures like masking, we still want to employ those. Um, and I would also add that, you know, we haven't yet rolled out vaccines to children and young adults in a large way. Um, right now, as, as the day we're talking, it's uh, down to uh, 16, but we're expecting in the coming weeks that, that we'll have vaccines potentially down to age 12 and then even potentially even younger. But we still are, are needing to think about how to protect uh, our children and young adults, both from becoming infected and from spreading the infection to, to um, susceptible contacts. Well, as uh, you know, someone who works at a music station, you know, the concert thing has really been top of mind, whether it be, you know, a limited capacity indoor show at a club or outdoor shows returning this summer. But I think one that everybody can relate to here in Minnesota, the thought of a state fair, the thought of the Minnesota State Fair, because that's still on the table. Absolutely. And I think we got some, some encouraging news about that um, in the past week. Um, and, you know, as a, as a born and raised Minnesotan, you know, there's nothing I can think of that's sort of more quintessential Minnesotan than the State Fair. And I'm so, so excited to hear this news. And I, I hope that we can continue to, to roll out the public health measures like vaccines and, and keep these variants under control so that we all can enjoy the State Fair safely this summer. Because I think that, that would be really wonderful. Vaccine on a stick. I'm telling yep, you. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Beth Thielen is a faculty member 
in the Division of Pediatric Infectious Diseases and Immunology at the University of Minnesota Medical School and an infectious disease physician with M Health Fairview. Thank you, Beth Thielen, for joining me for Wellness Wednesday this morning. A lot of great information, a lot of great advice. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real treat. All right. Take care. We'll talk again soon, okay? Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggle, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.